Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor for TravelPulse.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Los Cabos. Located at the southernmost tip of the Baja California Peninsula, where the arid desert and rugged mountains meet the Sea of Cortez, you'll find the magic of Los Cabos. It's a place where luxury, wellness, and sustainability exist in equal measure. From pristine beaches to exhilarating adventures and delicious cuisine, travelers are invited to relax, recharge, and reconnect with the environment and themselves. Head to visitloscabos.travel today to start planning the ultimate luxury getaway. What's up, everyone? Today is Tuesday, November 7th. Happy Travel Tuesday. Happy November. 2023 is flying by. I hope you've got some big holiday travel plans coming up. Thanksgiving around the corner. Christmas, New Year's. Annika, oh, where are we going? Where are we going, people? Podcast at travelpulse.com. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. You can also call into our hotline of the show. Leave a message. 201 381 3017 is the Travel Pulse podcast number. Joining me on the show later is Rodrigo Espanda, director of Los Cabos Tourism. We're going to discuss how 2023 is going for the destination and what's new and on the horizon for Los Cabos. But first, as we do for every episode, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. We begin with the Travi Awards were held last week. It's the ninth annual Travis. took place in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Some of the big winners... Royal Caribbean took home 10 gold Travis this year with the ship Wonder of the Seas winning gold for best cruise ship overall. Could Royal Caribbean repeat next year with Icon or Utopia? That will certainly be interesting to see. A lot of hype around those two new ships coming out next year for Royal Caribbean. Other big winners in the Travis include Jamaica. They won big, taking home six gold Travis for best tourism board, best destination, best Caribbean wedding destination, best honeymoon destination, best culinary destination, and best cruise destination. So Jamaica, big winners on the night. It was great to see everyone too there and have a good time. It's the Oscars of the travel industry. It was a good time. It was an honor to be on stage and awarding out some of these too and, and greeting people as they came up and just celebrating with everyone too. It's, it's a fun night. And it's uh, for those unfamiliar with the Travis, it's voted on by travel advisors, aka the original, the true, the real travel influencers out there as I like to refer to them constantly here on this show. You guys know my love for the travel advisor community out there. If you never use a travel advisor, you definitely need to always put that on for your next vacation if you're not. And to my travel advisor listeners out there, it was great to see some of you too at the Travis and at Cruise World too, which we'll touch on Cruise World in a moment. But the Travis was a lot of fun. A select travel advisors are invited and allowed to attend on that. But uh, other big winners is uh, Sandals. They stand out too. Um, they took home gold for best hotel chain and best all-inclusive resort. Sandals Grand St. Lucian won gold for best adults resort in the Caribbean, and Sandals Emerald Bay won gold for the best all-inclusive honeymoon resort. A lot of other big winners too. ALG Vacations, big winners there too. Hyatt Inclusive, another big winners as well. Impressions by Moshe was took home several golds, so I know a lot of people are really hyped about that resort too. Can't wait to get there myself. You can head over to TravelPulse.com to check out the full list of winners. Last week was also Cruise World which took place at the Fort Lauderdale Convention Center there. Some notable takeaways from the content there at Cruise World and general sessions and main stage. It's a great experience for anyone who has never been to Cruise World, whether on the travel advisor side or the travel supplier side. There's a lot of benefits that come out of that. The peer-to-peer sessions were a hit. I know I talked with a lot of advisors that got a lot of information and great insights and learned a lot and trying to, you know, find ways to help their business grow and all that. And then it's great to do, you know, you hear from the CEOs in these general sessions and get to get their thoughts on things and 
also hear their love for the travel advisor community as well. So uh, some takeaways too. Uh, Allianz dropped out some new data too leading up to Cruise World and they found that more and more travel advisors are leaning on cruise bookings. More than 75% of their survey participants reported that a majority of their bookings were made for cruise travel with 27% specifying that the 76 to 100% of all their client sales uh, consisted of cruise vacations. So the cruise industry is strong. This sentiment was echoed by the cruise line CEOs there. They've been reporting record results. You got Carnival Corp CEO Josh Weinstein said, quote, last year we were in full-on recovery mode with huge occupancy gaps and the winding down of COVID protocols. And now here we are full steam ahead for the cruise industry with incredibly robust demand and record bookings. We've attracted more people of all ages from around the globe. And this is all setting up the entire global cruise industry for a banner 2024, end quote. I could not agree more there, Josh. I think cruising is continuing to grow and you're going to see many, many more ships coming out next year. And, you know, there's going to be more announced for 25. They're already announcing itineraries open for sale in 2025 and even 2026 for some lines out there too. So there's the demand is there. The people want to cruise and, and they're going. Um, also at Cruise World, Norwegian announced the name of its new ship, We've got Norwegian Aqua. It's the first of the line's expanded Prima Plus class, and it's open for sale now. The ship is expected to debut in April 2025 and will visit the Caribbean, sailing seven-day itineraries from Port Canaveral and visiting destinations including Puerto Plata, Tortola, St. Thomas, and NCL's private island, Great Stirrup K. It's a great spot. I've been there. Enjoyed that. Loved it. NCL said it would be revealing more about the ship in the coming months. Um, couldn't get too much information out of that, and that was um, a bit of a... Of a letdown. I want more. I want more. I need more about that. So that's coming up. So stay tuned to Travel Pulse on that. We will definitely be on top of all the new cruise ship stuffs. Royal Caribbean Group CEO Jason Liberty, and during his time on the stage, discussed how higher pricing on cruising is impacting the industry, saying, quote, throughout the course of 2023, demand for cruises in our three core brands has been exceptional. That has allowed us to raise prices during that period of time, which leads to higher commissions. It's a big win-win. When we think about pricing continuing to increase, customers are looking at cruising and cruises as something similar on land. They see the value gap and they're choosing to cruise and choosing cruise at higher prices, end quote. He's not wrong there. I mean, Royal Caribbean did like a billion in the third quarter. All the cruise lines seem to be, you know, moving on up and the prices, they're not going to come down anytime soon. But hey, as Jason Liberty said there, it's a big win-win when it leads to higher commissions for all my travel advisor friends out there. So that's a big boost in that. You know, the consumer gets hit a little bit, but again, there's great value in cruise versus a land if that's the way you choose to go. Something about, you know, unpacking once and visiting multiple destinations. That's really appealing to me. I love that aspect of the ocean cruise sector there and, and river cruising as well is growing in popularity too. So I don't see cruising slowing down anytime soon. We talked about this a couple of podcasts ago about the, the growth and their demand and the expectations and the projections, should I say, of, of how many billions they'll be making, you know, 10 years from now. And I don't see things slowing down. So jumping over to air travel news, Southwest faces potential DOT fine customer lawsuits and all stemming from the holiday meltdown last year. Federal regulators have told Southwest Airlines that the carrier failed to provide enough help to travelers who were stranded during the massive cancellations last December and the airline could be subject to a fine. Southwest said it can't estimate the cost of a fine and damages from lawsuits stemming from nearly 17,000 canceled flights last December. Southwest is also facing lawsuits filed by customers and shareholders. Profits slid 30% in the third quarter and Southwest will scale back growth plans early next year. It's going to be really curious to see what sort of fine they get, what's levied on that, how much it is on that. I mean, 
whatever it is, you know, they can move past it and pay it and, and move on. You know, the prices will impact for sure in the future to offset that. But what Southwest needs to be most concerned about now, right now, though, is a smooth holiday travel season this year. You can't have another fiasco, another meltdown. That's would be terrible press for you. Terrible in your reputation would be devastated on that back to back. You've got to get this technology stuff figured out. They said they were investing throughout the year on things. So let's see a smooth sailings, if you will, <laughs> smooth flights, smooth everything for Southwest because they, they can't afford it. And really the air industry too, just, it just doesn't need that. You know, we need, we need good stuff, but again, the pilot issues, the air traffic controller staffing, a lot of it, you know, it's still not, it's not perfect. And I don't, I don't know if it'll ever be perfect, but it's, it's, uh, it can be rough. You know, that summer wasn't terrible by any means. You know, we're looking back. If you look at how things have gone throughout 2023 compared to how things were in 2022 and staffing on stuff and, you know, the delays and issues and, you know, so far, not, not altogether terrible, but you've got a big time period coming up with Thanksgiving as one of the busiest, if not, yeah, it's the busiest actually, the flights you, and then, you know, I don't see, things slowing down i see the big crowd still happening you know around christmas and new year so be ready airports and airlines speaking of airports and airlines being ready JetBlue needs to be ready to to write the ship internally apparently because uh, reportedly they're dealing with internal unrest so rough times at JetBlue right now hmm. uh, they uh, JetBlue was told earlier this year by a judge to disband its alliance with american airlines they had rough third quarter earnings and it's currently embroiled in a trial in which it was sued by the United States Justice Department over its potential merger with Spirit Airlines. So there are apparently uh, a no-confidence petition circulating internally regarding the board chairman and airline CEO, Robin Hayes. Certainly interesting there. I really feel for the employees on the front lines doing all the actual work. I think the airline's future is really depending on this merger with Spirit. And, and once that whole ordeal shakes out, you know, it could be unpleasant. Hopefully none of this really internal frustration spills over into the passenger experience. I've flown JetBlue once years ago, no issues, had, it was fine, standard flight, I guess, a little bit more room, you know, that's what they're known for uh, in the economy section there. Um, several colleagues of mine um, fly in the Northeast and they fly JetBlue regularly and have never really had any major complaints on that, but I digress. So good luck to them. Hopefully they can get that sorted out. Speaking of complaints though, many passengers at Canberra Airport in Australia had every reason to complain and can continue to complain as their flights were briefly delayed the other week because a crazy lady was running on the tarmac trying to catch the flight that she missed. Video shows her as she ran past security, went under the plane, and was waving at the pilot to let her on board. Lady, it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> she was, of course, arrested. I mean, it's 2023 and we still have incidents like this. I mean, what are we doing here? People, I, I don't get it. Some people just think the world revolves around them, I guess. I don't know. It, naughty passengers are always out and about. You never know <laughs> what type of stories we're going to get with some of these craziness at the airport. So just make sure you have your cell phone ready, I guess, because you never know what you might see. Lady went viral uh, the other day for screaming that she has every right to put her seat back and... uh that whole debate is just, it's interesting. Podcast at travelpulse.com. Let me know your thoughts on whether your team recline or team no recline. That came out really with recline, recline. I'm, I've said the word too much. I think it's time to move on. We, we know that it's always going to be a debate until a comfort on airplanes get better and you get more space. And I just don't see that really happening 
you know, airlines want to get their money. They want seats on the planes that they're not going to reduce seats. I mean, maybe they will in a couple and then your prices are going to be raised just for that specific seat. But there's too many planes right now that I don't know. I think something drastic has to happen before any sort of significant change in spacing, you know, in the economy and the basic spots on planes like that. But I don't know, maybe some airline will shake it up and decide to, you know, make that a charge in some sort. Maybe, maybe we'll see that after the JetBlue spirit merger, or I I don't know that could be interesting, but again, hard to see it happening. So lastly, as we wrap up, what's been trending in travel, I want to make you guys aware of the culinary and wellness expo that's taking place November 15th through 16th from two to 5 PM Eastern. It's a free virtual event and allows travel professionals to connect with industry leading suppliers and fellow advisors from the convenience of their home office. So be sure to check that out again, virtualtravelevents.com for the culinary and wellness expo. Always good to stay in the know and on top of things and, and to connect with suppliers. We can't always make conferences and out and about. Not everyone can travel to those and, and meet with them. You know, you have your own travel plans that you're out and about. So it's good to stay informed and, and be in the know. And speaking of staying informed and being in the know, let's learn a little bit more about Los Cabos with the Los Cabos Spotlights this week on the Travel Pulse podcast. In Los Cabos, the desert, mountains, and sea come together to create a destination where wellness is a way of life. It's a place that dares you to discover what makes you feel your best. Go off-roading on an ATV adventure through the rugged desert landscape, sweat it out on a traditional temazcal, indulge in delicious organic cuisine made with ingredients straight from the farm, Whatever your definition of wellness, you can find it in Los Cabos. Ready to plan the ultimate luxury wellness getaway? Head to visitloscabos.travel to learn more. And now joining me on the podcast is Rodrigo Espanda, Los Cabos Tourism Director. Welcome to the show again, Rodrigo. So good to have you back. Thank you, Eric. It's so nice to see you. Let's dive right into this. First, we've got a big thing coming up for Los Cabos that our listeners are definitely going to want to tune into. Can you tell us a little bit more about the one-day virtual expo for the Los Cabos VIP Summit Travel Advisor Day uh, coming up next week. Yeah, well, the VIP Summit is our annual event where we gather with all the suppliers and partners to present what is new in the destination. There are a lot of updates and different things that we're trying to develop. So that's a very good opportunity to get an updated version of uh, new hotels, uh, new things that are happening in the destination in terms of product, new restaurants, new chefs, and interesting things that are coming up. So um, we're going to be showcasing all that at the VIP Summit. Looking forward to it, yes. And travel advisors can also t- tune in to the uh, virtual expo as well on that and um, can learn more about Los Cabos that way. But we're going to dive into also what's been happening with Los Cabos in the year of 2023. It's been a busy one. It's been an exciting one. Uh, how has business been in 2023? Has the typical peak season seasons been um, in slower seasons? Has it remained the same? How, how have things been uh, going this year? Well, this year, 2023, at the beginning, we continue seeing a big growth, uh, especially in the winter season. And then in the second part of the year, we've been getting back to the traditional seasonality that we used to have in the destination uh, but with a big growth with a good growth into the destination as you know the travelers have changed in what they are looking to they are much more interested in sustainability the food we've seen a big growth in the interest of the travelers regarding the food we have some new hotels into the destination and that is being also uh, very important because the travel advisors play a crucial role into deciding what is the best property and the best product uh, 
all their clients. So um, it's, it's, been, it's been good. We have some new additions in terms of connectivity from the United States. Um, we have new flights from Las Vegas, St. Louis, Missouri, and Kansas City. So we continue growing in the number of gateways in the United States that offer connectivity into, into Los Cabos. So um, it's been good. It's been good. However, we need to continue working very hard to make sure that Los Cabos remains relevant for the travel industry of the United States. Yeah, can you talk a little bit more about those flight options and you know, the growth in that market? Because it's really been a success for, for Los Cabos to be able to uh, get more uh, opportunities for travelers to come from all over the world. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, and you know, it's not only the gateways, but also in the number of seats. We have in 2023, 40% more seats from the United States uh, to the destination that what we had in 2019. So that thing... Um, that is being a super big growth. Uh, and we thought that some of that growth was a consequence of COVID and that as soon as the things would get back to some normality, there would be some shift from seats uh, getting away from the destination. And we have not seen that, fortunately. We continue seeing uh, growth. Uh, even this winter season, this coming winter season, let's say uh, November through April, that is a peak season for the destination. We thought that there would be no growth uh, from the United States into Los Cabos, and we still are seeing growth, uh, not only because of these gateways, but in regards of some availability into mature markets. So Los Angeles, for example, Dallas, uh, San Francisco, New York, we see some growth, not double digits, uh, but we see 5 6 percent growth uh, from the United States into Los Cabos in this winter season, which I think is very good and really speaks about the demand of travel from the United States into the destination. Love this. Yeah, that's absolutely wonderful for the destination, those new seats and those key markets as well, too. And you talk a little bit about, you know, culinary and new hotels and everything. Um, what about this fall and winter season as we're getting uh, approaching holiday season coming up? What can travelers expect, you know, this coming holiday season and, and in, into the winter on, on what's going in, in terms of, you know, is it going to be crowded? It never really feels truly that crowded in Los Cabos, though, in, in my opinion, right? Uh, that's correct. Our our model is not to run 100% full, even in, in super big holidays or super big uh, seasonalities. Um, our model is to run a little bit um, lower uh, on the average. The annual average is 70%, and we prefer to have a better experience for all the travelers, uh, not being completely, completely full. So for this um, upcoming holiday season and the winter season, we are going to see a big growth in the experiences uh, in terms of gastronomy. Uh, most of the hotels are offering special menus. And it is, um, I, I think that's probably one of the most interesting changes that we see because every hotel is bringing some interesting chefs from around the world and even from uh, local parts around Mexico. So they're bringing, for example, some cooks from rural parts and rural communities in Huaca uh, or Yucatan, that they are bringing them into the hotels in order to showcase the traditional gastronomy of Mexico, because of course the Mexican food continues to be a strong point into Los Cabos, especially with the freshness that we have. We see some interesting things. Uh, there's going to be on December 2nd, for example, a gastronomic festival that is called Sabor a Cabo, 
with 50 chefs and a contest among the chefs into the selection and some uh, concert uh, with a Latin um, musician that is Juanes, uh, that is a group. Uh, that is going to be also a trend into the winter season that there are going to be a lot more options for entertainment into the, especially in the weekends. Uh, there are special plans for the holiday season, for the New Year's Eve. Um, every year, every year, there are more things been happening. Uh, some interesting DJs uh, that are coming in different times. Uh, Tiesto is playing in a few um, parts of the of the winter season, and uh, there are some interesting artists that are going to be showcasing inside the hotels and outside the hotels. Um, and also, there are new hotels, uh, new products. Uh, the Gran Bella is opening in November. And the four seasons, the second four seasons is opening in February. So we have interesting hotels and interesting things for all different types of travelers in Los Cabos. Definitely so. Yeah, I know a lot of people are really excited about that new Four Seasons. So that is going to be at the top of the mind for a lot of travelers coming up soon. So when it comes to Los Cabos and, and working with the travel advisor community, as we do have a lot of travel advisor listeners here, uh, what does the travel advisor community need to know? What sort of message would you have to pass on to them? We believe that it's very important for travel advisors to know the destination, the different areas that Los Cabos uh, has. Of course, if somebody's looking for a cultural experience, San Jose Los Cabo is the right area versus uh, Cabo San Lucas that is more for the activities and the marina type of experience. So uh, I think we believe that there are very solid options in terms of products and experiences in both uh, parts of the destination. And then now we have some, for example, new golf courses in the, into the Pacific for anybody that is really a golf avid uh, traveler. The Pacific is the area that they should be staying. Uh, we just hosted a, this past weekend a PGA tournament. Uh, so I believe that the travel advisors should know a little bit more about the golf options that Los Cabos has. As, uh, it's a very good way to satisfy their travelers. Uh, Definitely. Yes. I love golf and it, there are so many beautiful courses out there too. So if you're a golf fan out there, if you're a foodie fan out there, uh, Los Cabos should absolutely be on your radar. And one thing that's great about that too, is you could just venture off resort and you're going to find something fantastic. in a lot of these places, um, whether you're walking around, you know, in the, in the downtown area, or if you venture off and maybe get a, a private villa of sorts, those are always uh, popular these days too. I'm sure on the, on the villa scene for you guys. Exactly. Um, the, the villa uh, portfolio into the destination, I think, offers uh, very good options uh, for families. And, of course, most of the villa rental companies are working already with the travel agent community, offering strong commission and strong package components. Uh, Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, Rodrigo. Any closing uh, remarks you want to pass on to our listeners? Fire away. Yes, would really like to invite the travel advisors to get into the Visit Los Cabos uh, website. We have a specific section for the industry with tools for travel advisors where we have maps, guides, digital guides. We have a new tool that is called Guide Map with 100 points where you can have 360 degrees views of the destination that you can send that to the clients, to the travelers. 
with panorama level specifically for travel advisor? Uh, reducing artificial intelligence would like to know specifically what are in the uh, certain region in Los Angeles with some particularities. Um, this would be a nice tool to really narrow the search, and that can be also a way to get in touch with us. Um, we have um, the option after the chatbot to connect directly with the team of Los Cabos Tourism Board. So, um, as, as you know, 30% of the sales that Los Cabos has are coming through the travel advisor and the best travelers and the best people that we're getting. So we have a lot of incentives with travel Excellent. Thank you, Rodrigo. Yes, a lot of incentives for travel advisors, so check that out for sure. We appreciate your time uh, calling in from London at World Travel Mart, so thank you and uh, safe travels, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks again to Rodrigo for taking time out of his busy schedule, calling in from London at the World Travel Mart and talking all things Los Cabos travel. Really always appreciate having him on the show and, and discussing what's new and what's exciting in that destination. So if you'd like to be on the show sometime, podcast at travelpulse.com is the email. Reach out. Love to hear from everyone. If you could leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, I would greatly appreciate it. So that's all the time we have for this week's show. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. 